I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 347. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. We spend a whole lot of time looking at ourselves. <laughs> We spend our treasure on looking good, whether it's fashion or makeup or material goods. Uh, We spend our time and treasure on these things. We've trained ourselves to think it's all about us. And when we approach God's word, we mistakenly follow the same pattern. This week's song by Need to Breathe, Who Am I?, inspired me to meditate on a scripture that led me to meditate on God's greatness, and wow, did it help change my perspective this week. I pray it can do the same for you. I can't wait to dive into scripture with you, but first, let's listen. David asked a similar question in Psalm 8 when he asked, What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? Basically, David is asking the same question our song asks, Who am I to be loved by you? But what led David to this question is falls on a path that we can follow this week as we study this psalm and its implications in our own thought life. So first, let's read this psalm in its entirety. We can do that on the podcast today together because it's only nine verses. So here it is. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Now, as always on this podcast, we are inspired by the music to head over to scripture. But once we find our area of inspiration, the song fades out and the scripture takes center stage. The goal is to let scripture speak louder than any lyric in our lives. Rather, we harness the power of the lyric 
to remind us of what we've diligently studied in scripture. It's such a powerful combination. Now, I use several Bible interaction tool exercises this week in my time in scripture. I call these exercises bites for short. And the first bite I pulled out of the vault is to read the scripture aloud. Now, sometimes I find myself wandering in thought when I'm reading the Bible. And one of the best ways to combat that tendency is to read the text out loud. You could also pull it up on the YouVersion app, for example, and let it read to you while you follow along. But there's just something that happens when you read the text out loud to yourself. And I've chosen to do this all week, not just with this psalm, but with other areas of scripture I've been studying. And I really, I forgot how powerful of an exercise this is. So you might try it this week. Another bite I used is the bite of repetition. And I read this psalm daily, sometimes multiple times a day, to let it sink in and really meditate on it. And that's another bite, by the way, meditation. And this happens when you let it roll around in your mind a bit. You think about the individual parts of the psalm. You think about the whole of the psalm. You think about what you've read or considered in outside resources and cross-references two more bites, by the way, that I use this week. Now, meditation is a valuable tool, and I don't think we do it enough. I love what my dear friend taught me. Uh, She says, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Because when we're worried about something, we think about it all the time. We, We talk about it with our friends, with multiple friends. We lift it up in prayer to the Father. We look at it from all sides. We hash, hash, and rehash it over and over. And what if we harnessed those same activities toward meditating on scripture? What if we think about this psalm throughout the day for an entire week? What if we talk about it with our friends? Another bite. What if we pray it back to the Father? Another bite. What if we look at it from all sides, hash, hash, and rehash it over and over? Then God's word will get in us and through us and impact our lives the way it's intended. Now, David meditated on something in this psalm. Did you catch it? In verses three and four, it says, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you've set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? This was in the ESV, but in the NIV, it says, when I consider your heavens, another version says, observe. These are all types of meditation. David is looking up at the heavens, And he's seeing some physical things. He's seeing the moon and the stars and he's considering them. He is meditating on what he's seeing and he's asking questions and he's making some observations along the way. And both of those are bites as well. Bible interaction tool exercises, asking questions and making observations. But this meditation of David causes a deep sense of humility in him that would behoove us to emulate. And as David continues to meditate on the heavens, God gets bigger and bigger and more majestic in his mind, and he is getting smaller and more insignificant. In fact, did you notice the bookends of this psalm? The same phrase begins and ends the psalm. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Now, in the end of this discussion today, my prayer is that we too would leave. Yes, asking the question, who am I? But that, that that thought would immediately be followed with thoughts of God's majesty and greatness. May he fill our thoughts and minds. May we become less as he becomes greater. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. 
So when we step on the path that David leads us down and contemplate the splendor and the harmony and the motion and the influence and the vastness of the universe, we too can let our pride fall and ask, who am I to be loved by you? As our song asks, or as the psalmist asks, what is man that you're mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? Did you notice that David did not mention the sun? And Thomas Fuller noted that he said that this was David's nighttime meditation. And he also penned these words. He said, night was made for man to rest in. But when I cannot sleep, may I with the psalmist entertain my waking with good thoughts. Yes, let's entertain our waking moments with good thoughts of God's greatness as we look up. And take in the glory of God in the heavens, laying aside the thoughts of all we need and first thinking thoughts of all he is. Now, one of the best outside resources I've experienced is a message by Louis Giglio entitled Indescribable. And I actually own the DVD, but I found free versions available on YouTube. I'll go ahead and link to those in the show notes found at michellekneesat.com forward slash 347. Now, in this presentation, Louis uses images from NASA and some scientific statistics to put the vastness of the universe on display in ways that, to be honest, the psalm could never imagine. All the psalmist had was what he could see from his perch in the Middle East as he looked up into the into the heavens. We have the Hubble telescope. We have all of these different missions that have gone into space. We have a great a great a greater amount of information at our fingertips. And I, and so this presentation is really really powerful, and I highly recommend it. I've actually included two. I included indescribable, which is a full message, like a forty five minute message, and then like a nine minute clip of another message that will also help you and give you some visual tools and things like that as you're trying to consider the heavens that God has, um, the work of his fingers. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, again, that we have even more information about the heavens that David was considering. But even if we didn't, we, we could go outside too. And we could just look up into the night sky and really meditate on God's glory and display um, that that his glory that is displayed there and come to the same conclusions that David did. What is man that you are mindful of him? Um, as Louis in his presentation described the vastness of the universe, he does so again with images and statistics that are profound. He poses this question. What if the primary purpose of the universe is to display the splendor of God? And I think that scripture agrees when you see in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25 and 26, God asks this, to whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might. And because he is strong in power, not one is missing. He's talking about stars here that when he talks about the host and he's, he calls them all by name. There are billions of stars. Just count the ones you can see. Calling them all by name. It says, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. He doesn't skip one. One star doesn't hide behind the other and not get countered. And again, not, not even merely counted, but called by name. Louis gives the statistic that if we could count every known star in our galaxy, which of course how could we even have all of that knowledge? But if we could count every star in that in our galaxy one per second, it would take 2,500 years, 2,500 years to count them all. 
And again, God does not merely count them, but he calls them by name and not only calls them by name, but they, they are the work of his fingers. He speaks them into existence. Just look up. Who are we to be loved by him? What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? And then I read this in scripture, still in Isaiah chapter 40, pop back up to verse 12 in speaking of God. It says, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span. God measures the universe in his hand, the universe. I was just talking about our galaxy and there are uh, many galaxies in the universe. He and, and it all fits in the palm of his hand. And in Job 38, God reminds Job that he certainly has no agency in the creation of, the sustaining of, or the future of the universe. He asks, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? But what do I do? I spend my time railing on God when he doesn't seem to be meeting my needs or begging God, always wanting more from him. And don't get me wrong. He wants us to bring our needs to him. I have an episode about prayer, a recent episode. But first, can I not acknowledge his majesty and his greatness? First, can I take a breath to ask, what is mine that you, a man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? It's pretty amazing, y'all. It's pretty amazing that the God of the universe brings forth and numbers the stars and he calls them by name. And more than that, he cares for us. He fills us with his Holy Spirit. He walks with us. He's revealed himself to us. May we worship him and spend our lives trying to understand all that he has revealed to us, knowing that we can never come to the end of his greatness or his love. So what's next? Well, I want you to read Psalm 8 out loud, and I want you to read it repeatedly. I want you to go outside at night and look up, take in the majesty of the heavens and consider the work of God's fingers. Watch that message by Louis Giglio to give you an even greater perspective and and some images to consider as you meditate on the splendor of God and his creation. And only then should you look toward yourself. And when you do, ask, what is man that you are mindful of him? the son of man that you care for him. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat, Instagram at michellekneezat, or Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And we can talk about what you're learning. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. Now, the challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. And it's never too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneezat.com forward slash 30-Day Challenge and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who've subscribed recently, like Curran from Oregon, Barbara from Mississippi, Ali from Texas, and Allie from Tennessee. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites. Uh, I've used these on the podcast, and this resource is a great place to start. Subscribers also benefit from an email that I send once a week, and in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You also get an email recap of the week's episode and instant access to any of the extra resources I create from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today.
Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, This encourages me, of course, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. Uh, All those algorithms and special things that they do, new reviews really help uh, put my podcast in front of new people. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Greatness 2005 who writes, my first listen was so good. I subscribed and this will be my Monday listening every week. Wow, thank you so much for taking the time to write this review. I am excited to be a part of your week. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, or you can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using God, Love God, Love People by Danny Gokey to lead us to scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 347. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.